Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is getting up to use the bathroom at the stadium. Excuse me? Excuse me? Oh, sorry. Excuse me? You mind if I just squeeze by here? This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hello guys, welcome to this episode of the Inside Line Formula One podcast. And we're back. It's the weekend of the German Grand Prix and we have with us none other than Nico Hulkenberg on our podcast. Yes, Nico Hulkenberg has the unique distinction of being on the Inside Line Formula One podcast twice. Or has it been thrice? I can't really remember. But he is such an absolute delight to talk to. And you guys are going to hear it for yourselves in the next few minutes. Absolutely. So guys, in this episode, we talked to Nico about his career prospects. The difference between racing for a privateer team and a works team. I try and quiz Nico on the length of his Renault contract, which we all know is not public, which then led us to discussing his options with Ferrari and Mercedes. And even now, I still express a lot of surprise when his name is not discussed as one of the options to replace one of the Finnish drivers. And of course, one of them has been, you know, confirmed at Mercedes just a couple of days ago. So we had our friends from Formula Passion with us during this podcast session. And they asked Nico what he preferred more, a competitive teammate or one that is easier to beat? Very interesting question. And I absolutely love the banter between Nico Hulkenberg and Carlos Sainz Jr. Now they know they are in an intense battle on track. Hulkenberg shares more of their teammate relationship. Yeah, and Nico also tells us about the disadvantage that he's faced in his career because of his height. Does Nico Hulkenberg dream of the elusive podium? And what does Nico Hulkenberg think of the change in regulations for 2019? So stay tuned for all these answers and more. And for getting instant updates on our weekly episodes and special interview sessions with the drivers, do remember to subscribe to us on iTunes and on Audioboom. And before we play out the Nico Hulkenberg interview, a quick reminder to all our listeners that we end up interviewing drivers in the paddock and the audio quality isn't as good as it is in the studio. So bear with us, but we can guarantee that the content will more than make up for the audio loss. So, Nico, thank you so much for joining us on the Inside Line Formula One podcast yet again. Uh, Mithila and I are going to be interviewing you for this episode and we are really looking forward to a fun conversation. Nico, what's it with you and the walls in Baku? Do you like the walls more than the podium? <laughs> I think last year Baku was my, my only mistake in the season. Yeah. Um, this year so far also. Obviously, I try to avoid mistakes in the future, but, you know... Sometimes if you really, if you drive at the 105%, you know, all the time, sometimes or eventually something will go wrong, um, you know, and I, I push hard all the time um, and, you know, I'm not happy that I, that I crashed there. I, you know, lost a lot of points and potentially a great result, but it is racing and then sometimes these things happen and, you know, for me personally, I've, um, after Baku, I was like, you know, I didn't want to think about it too much. I just wanted to move on, you know, get to the next race and just, uh, yeah, 
keep racing and, and do the good job that I've done this year and, and the end of last year. Speaking of good results, so first India had a very good run in uh, Baku. So uh, when you kind of reflect and you look at the fact that they're doing well, does a part of you ever feel like, okay, that could have been me or... No, no not right. really, to happy be honest. Not necessarily happy, I think, uh, <laughs> neutral, but uh, there is something for India has always been strong in Baku since yeah. since we go there for three years, something is in their car and in their understanding with tires that, that make them stand out in Baku, um, but you know, for me they're now competition, yeah. of course I have great memories with them and they're my still my old friends, but they're mainly competition now, but uh, no, I think, you know, once again, Checo did a, did a, a good result there, yeah. good job, and he deserved the, the result, I, I feel. Um, no bitter feelings, um, and yeah. Um, from your time at Force India and now, of course, here at Renault, uh, are the differences between a privateer team and, uh, you know, here at Renault, uh, are those differences more perceivable? Yeah, it's just that the, the works team is a much bigger operation, I mean, uh, in every aspect. You know, it's the, the factory is double the size or three times the size. The, the amount, the people that work there maybe double mm -hmm. uh, the budget. Um, it's just the, the power, you know, and to have a global car brand and to represent the yeah. global car brand like Renault feels a bit different than, than racing for a, for a private team. Um, at the end of the day, the driving job I do, the work with the engineers, with the team is the same. But it's a little bit on a different platform, perhaps. Um, yeah. Would you say it's better for your personal brand, brand Hulkenberg? Um, you know, the, the kind of it always emotion. depends on the results you you're scoring, I guess. But you know, I came here obviously because I think you know there's great opportunity. Renault, you know, they're they're pushing seriously, and they want to you know be 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 um, successful again in Formula One, like they were in the mid mid 2000s time. And uh, I just feel it's a good opportunity for me. And I was looking for that step in my career, you know, to yeah. be with a manufacturer um, and a long-term commitment. So. Do you enjoy doing all the brand promotions? You've been driving on the street. Sometimes streets. more, sometimes less. <laughs> you know, it depends a little bit. But it's okay. It's kind of part of the job that we do. Um, you know, at the end of the day, my life is great. My job is great, but it's a job also. You know, yeah. it's all. <laughs> And sometimes you have to do these things that maybe you don't like so much, but it's part of it. So what part of the job you don't like so much then? Um, the Thursdays I don't like so much. No, <laughs> I'm talking with you guys. <laughs> I'm always happy when the Thursday is over and we can get to business. <laughs> Funnily enough, I think I was speaking to Kevin Magnus and he said exactly the same thing. That Thursdays are no good. Let's get to the real stuff. But what is your relationship like with Carlos? And like we keep seeing that you guys keep bumming each other out on social media. Uh, no, we have a good relationship. Yeah. I mean, uh, no, it's it's very, I would say, good, relaxed. Of course, competitive in a way. But we have, I think, we have good respect for each other. We know that you know we work for the team and we need to bring the team forward. Um, I think we work well together also. So there, it's it's, it's very good actually. Yeah. Yeah, dynamic. If, if I can ask something related to that, so you had uh, good teammates like Perez and uh, and Sainz. You you also raced uh, with Palmer. So do you think that a competitive teammate? an asset for you or is more a pain in the neck so <laughs> what you rather have a great teammate pushing you or maybe 
a low profile teammate that could allow you to do your job without external pressure? You know, the easier one is the, the low profile teammate. <laughs> Makes you look great all the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely easier. So, uh, you know, I've had competitive years with uh, Rubens, my first teammate. That was, you know, uh, he was the, the in his 18th season and I was rookie. Um, many years with Checo, which was very competitive. Last year it was nice to have a bit of a, you know, breather with Jolion and now with Carlos it's a bit tighter again. But, um, I mean, I think the, it is important that a team, especially a factory team, has two competitive and kind of equal drivers, you know, that both can deliver good results for the team. This is really essential and I think Carlos and I, we are a good lineup. Yeah, but from your point of view, do, do you feel, uh, of course you feel more comfortable with the low-profile teammates, but do you think that you can perform better? No, no. I learned that last year when I had Jolien as a teammate, and I, I'm convinced that not one of my quali laps would have been faster if I had a teammate that was closer to me. If anything, maybe the opposite, because you are more relaxed, you don't have that instant pressure from a teammate, you know, and your laps have to be perfect to beat him. You, you have feel a bit more secure, so maybe even it helped sometimes, I felt. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, what do you think of the current formula of Formula One? Is it too biased towards tyre strategy, or what do you think? I think it's not very different to the last 15, 20 years. You know, there's always... Uh, different eras that have uh, different like uh, main subjects or limitations but I think uh, for me at the moment uh, the cars are fun the cars are fast but they're a bit very aero dependent very sensitive and that hinders a little bit for good racing you know wheel to wheel battling uh, tight racing so I think the decisions they've taken you know to change for next year the aerodynamics a bit is a very very important step also that we get more fuel um, to have less fuel saving, I think all things that are heading in the in the good direction. So it's all going well. So, yeah. And again, speaking of the future, where do you see your future on the grid? Is it at Renault, or is there somewhere else that you kind of? No, for sure, in the medium term future, I'm I'm with Renault. We married officially last year. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, as long as the marriage is going okay, I will be here. How, but how we need to meet our targets, of course, you know, we have uh, targets. How long is uh, your contract? Is that public yet? No, it's not public. No. And I can't tell you. <laughs> Even if I like you, I can't tell you. And what are the targets that you speak of? Like, what would be the tick boxes that you need to... You know, we need to gradually, step by step, every year become a bit better. But for sure, in, in two, three years time, you know, the Renault group wants to be right at the front. Yeah. And that's a challenging target. You know, we need to work hard. This doesn't happen, you know, by itself. You know, we need to work for that. We need to take the right decision, the right approach to achieve our goals. But uh, of course, you need to set yourself also some some high targets. So I'm gonna ask you this question as a friend. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Now I'm. So we, we cannot write. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> you you ask me as a friend. I answer as the driver. Oh. <laughs> So, 2019, again, there are two Finns who could be out of a seat. Okay, do you often wonder? Now it's 18, right? Yeah, 19. Yeah, I'm talking about when, say, Botas and uh, Raikkonen's seat could be up for grabs. Do you often wonder why is it that, say, a Ferrari and or a Mercedes do not 
consider you or publicly at least as a replacement for them? Because I'm, I'm too tall and too good looking. <laughs> I don't fit in the car and the, the looks is just, it doesn't, it doesn't work together. And you're too fast maybe, is that also? A maybe too also. <laughs> No, but seriously, do you wonder, do you, do you feel that, okay, you've done enough and you, you'd love to get a shot there? No, honestly, sometimes I, f I feel the height definitely is a subject because to build the smaller chassis it has a lot of aero advantages. It does help, it brings performance. If you can have a, and, and weight, of course, because I'm taller, I'm heavier also. It, it, it is a bit of a disadvantage, I feel, in my career throughout. Um, uh, and otherwise, yeah, I've been I've been close a few times, but uh, now I'm happy where I am, you know, and I want to work it, work it, make it work with Renault, and you know, achieve this together. It's a cool project. It, it's not easy. It's for sure difficult and a challenge. But you know, I like challenges. All the best. We are waiting yeah. for a podium as always. Yeah, I'm not this podium question. Also, you know, of course, I, I want to I want to be on the podium, and I want. I would have loved to have 100 podiums and five wins and whatever, but you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm not really too bothered about this podium subject. It will come one day, but uh, we need to make sure, you know, just to, to do our homework, to do a good job, and then uh, it, it will happen. Okay, I'd like to ask you something about virtual safety car and safety car. So, do you think the way? race direction is using virtual safety car and safety car is fair or do you think it's uh, too much show oriented? No, I don't think it's show oriented at all to be honest. We have safety car and virtual safety car for safety reasons and when there is an accident it means there is a safety issue so you have to deploy the safety car or the virtual safety car. And the nature of that then is sometimes depending where you are on the track it can be good for you or it can be bad but I don't think that the FIA is deliberately you know trying to manipulate the race it, it, it's not but it's just it, we see that often that one guy gets lucky one guy gets unlucky for me the same often I lost a few times I won in the end you know it's it's a balance I think. yeah in the 21 races exactly it's fine yeah, I do last one. What about yeah. the nine, next three year rules, technical rules modification? Do you think they are going to improve the show? So you mean the, you the, mean the, the yeah, change the of aero and the aero and so on? Yes, if that's that's the intention, obviously. Um, I'm not, I'm not aware of the details to be honest and what exactly will change, but they want to they want to desensitize obviously the aero and that you can follow other cars yeah. closer, which will help for sure to to race more, you know, to have more wheel to wheel racing, um, for sure that. That is the right thing to do. And of course, the weight of the of the driver will be separated from the weight of the car. Right? That's also positive for you. Plus more, yeah, especially for me <laughs> as a tall, good-looking driver. Uh, then more fuel, also yeah, more fuel. Yes. No. For no, I think the changes for next year they look they sound all good to me. In my opinion. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Nico had an absolute blast with us on our show. Here's hoping you enjoyed this episode too. Uh, we will see you in a few days after the German Grand Prix and that would of course mean a few days before the Hungarian Grand Prix. Adios.
Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.